ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time to welcome you to the Leisure and Lariats podcast and introducing your host, hailing from Bel Air, Texas. He is a world traveling veteran of professional wrestling, the final boss, the bear, the master of that Davidson drip, your host, Ruthless Ryan Davidson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode eight here on the Leisure and Larry's podcast. Uh, this podcast is a podcast that inspires, motivates, and entertains the masses through the eyes of a professional wrestling's point of view. My name is Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I'm a world traveling veteran professional wrestler, and I've been in and out of the ring with some of the best athletes, personalities, and driven individuals from all around the world. Join me as I talk about life-changing advice, experiences, stories from myself and special guests that not only made a change for themselves, but also answer the call when challenges arise. Guys, welcome. Episode 8, man, going on 800. lot to talk about this week. Uh, plans have been changed. Plans have been altered. Very, very interesting week. A lot to talk about here, so Hopefully, I don't ramble uh, as <laughs> too bad on this podcast and everything like that because I'm getting into, I'm going to be talking about the hashtag speaking out movement and the fact that I have been tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, bro, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty weird. But uh, other than that, first and foremost, let's get some plugs out the way. One for me, and one for my homies. Gotta go is and uh, support the homies out there, man. Starting with Jared Gannam in the inner square circle. Find him on Facebook. Chris Russo with the intro. Future guests. Uh, I know I announced that he was actually going to be on the podcast, but obviously due to the recent events that I have the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, he's going to be pushed back to <laughs> to a later date and uh, follow him at Russell Russo. Brad Owens with Snake Productions. Find him on all social media platforms. Brian Breaker and the Bane. Brian Breaker and the Bane Power Hour of Wrestling. Great podcast. Find him on all platforms. Rex Andrews Pathway Fitness. Phenomenal video about one of his clients that lost a lot of weight. Uh, Rex Andrews uh, also had a recent interview with the one and only Booker T. <laughs> interview did a great job so go ahead and find rex andrews on all social media platforms of course my boy stevie richards at stevie richards brock baker with the hooligan hour of course all news and updates for reality of wrestling find him at uh, official row twitter instagram realitywrestling.com hurricane pro wildcat sports my boy Mick Drake, you can find him at Mick Drake on Instagram, Twitter. He's got a podcast that he's going to be releasing soon. And then, of course, my own personal social, personal social media. There you go. I'm using my words. 
Hell yeah. You know, from left to right, sentences and stuff. Anyways, you can find me on, on all social media platforms at RDBear57, Twitter, Instagram, Ruthless Ryan Davidson on Facebook. And now, as we move forward with this episode, let's get to book and match of the week. Hell yeah, man. We're moving right along. I got a lot to talk about on this on this podcast. About a lot. So, anyways, uh, book of the week. Um, I always like to try and read a book. Uh, I try try and get two in a month if I can. I know I'm not an avid reader like uh, like Mick Drake, who seems like he reads a book every day. That's probably why he's as intelligent as he is. Uh, not to boost your ego anymore there, Mick Drake, but you know I love you. But anyways, uh, my, my book of the week, and this is one that I'm almost finished with, and it's been very beneficial for me because I feel like as a man, uh, you know, I, I do feel like there's a lot of toxic masculinity uh, out there in social media and things that we see on a daily basis. And um, I feel like that if there's any content or reading material that can pretty much elevate um, any kind of tendencies or any kind of techniques on just being a better man, being a better person, positive content, I'm all about it. So the book of the week this week is called No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. Uh, it came out in 2003. Uh, on the cover of the book, it says, A Proven Plan for Getting What You Want and Love sex hell yeah and life um it's it's pretty much a book and i know this kind of really personated me because I've, I've always been i've always been the guy that's had like the nice guy syndrome like just being like the overly nice guy people pleaser always wanted to just you know go in and out of my way for people and i and i do but also at the same time i really do believe that the king eats first meaning self-care is uh, is and and love for yourself is really number one in fact i kind of have like a 10 rules for life uh that i that i kind of go by i actually have it written and it's actually right in front of me as i look at it at, here in my office and one of them is you know self-love and care is is number one because if you don't love yourself and really take care of yourself, then how can you really take care of anybody else? And uh, this book really goes into, uh, you know, stop seeking approval for things that you want in life and uh, really expressing your emotions and things with your partner and then with other people and just being more of a man, being more of a good, solid man. And I feel like it's, uh, it's a book that every man should read and I highly, highly recommend it. Now you're a mile, a mile, mile, mile. Does anybody know about Orgasmo? That is, <laughs> that movie was awesome. Matt Stone, Trey Parker, uh, South Park creators, man. That <laughs> go check out that movie, movie of the week, Orgasmo. I think it came out in like '99 or something. I don't know. Anyways, now match of the week. Oh yeah, yeah, buddy. Uh, some pro wrestling here in the in the pro wrestling world this week. Besides, obviously, something I'm going to be talking about uh, here in a second with the hashtag Speaking Out movement. Um, this past week, they released the final part, uh, the five-part series of the uh, Undertaker documentary. And uh, I, I think I speak for a lot of uh, people, a lot of pro wrestlers, men and women, that can say that if there's anybody that is probably 
just one of the biggest icons in pro wrestling, you would have to mention The Undertaker. He's basically like the godfather of pro wrestling. In fact, I feel like that if he walked in the locker room, not that he's this type of guy, and you had to like kiss his ring or something like the godfather in the movie, I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. <laughs> just because The Undertaker is The Undertaker. And he's had probably, in my opinion, the best run in professional wrestling. Uh, you know, that's just me. I, I feel like a lot of his matches, I mean, you know, it, it, you know, the old cliche goes, if there was a mountain Rushmore of pro wrestling, the undertaker would definitely be on it. He's right up there with Ric Flair and Austin and the rock and things of that nature and sting and everything. But, uh, match of the week this week, uh, you know, when it comes to taker, I mean, God, how can you really just go ahead and put down into one match? Like, okay, this is the match, it's this and that, because, you know, wrestling, it's uh, subjective, right? Like, a lot of people are going to have different opinions about things, and, you know, when it comes to The Undertaker, I mean, God, I could talk, you know, first thing comes to mind, people can talk about, you know, uh, Taker Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25, that I was there for. I was actually a John Cena <laughs> during the John Cena entrance. That was a awesome time. I'll go into that uh, in another episode. But uh, other than that, it's like Shawn Taker, Triple H Taker, you know, you can talk about Batista and Taker, WrestleMania WrestleMania 23, uh, you know, uh, all the WrestleMania matches that Taker's had. Um, I can tell you for match of the week, probably one of my favorite Undertaker matches. And this match was a bloodbath. Uh, but it was just, I believe it told a great story. And to me, it was around like the heyday of where like my my obsession for wrestling was was really starting to be at a peak in my young adolescence being in high school and this match takes place back in 2002 no mercy brock lesnar versus the undertaker uh inside a hell and a cell so yeah this uh this match right here man Ooh, yeah. yeah man this is this checks all the boxes for me very violent very disclaimer man if people are feeling woozy about blood and things like that because you know blood was basically a staple a standard in pro wrestling back then and everything like that, where it seemed like every pay-per-view, every big match, everybody got color and whatnot. But uh, this match is very bloody. Uh, but it's a good match, very entertaining, a lot of aggression, a lot of violence, everything that a, uh, that a man loves. Now you're a man! So anyway, <laughs> I love that song. Anyways, uh, match and book of the week it is in the books. Also, I want to add in video game of the week. What? <laughs> Yeah, man, video game of the week. You know, since I've uh, found out that, you know, I've been tested positive for corona and everything like that, I've been uh, playing some games, and i got to give a shout-out to my good boy, Scott Ali, uh, introduced me to this game. It's called Bro Force. Uh, very manly, testosterone-driven podcast so far. Now you're a man! Anyways, uh, Bro Force. It's fun. It's a basically a good 2D shooter game. If anybody's been a fan of the Metal Slug Neo Geo games from back in the day, uh, this kind of hits up. And it's a lot of good parodies for a lot of these uh, 80s and 90s action heroes that they basically made parodies of that you can play and you just go around and just shoot and blow up a bunch of things and it just a uh, bunch of electric guitar riffs and everything like that. You can find this game on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo switch i feel uh definitely on on their market platforms 
I think uh, when I paid for it, it was like $15, I believe. It's a great, fun game. Kind of funny. A <laughs> lot of shooting, a lot of violence. Everything that, uh, that a grown man could love. So uh, go and check it out, Bro Force. And thank you, Scott, for the recommendation. Uh, now, with that being said, we're going to take our first pause for the cause here on Episode 8 of the Leisure and Lariats podcast. And with that being said, I'll be right back. Episode 8, a small little break, small little pause for the cause and everything like that here on the Leisure and Lariats podcast. Who feels me on some naughty by nature, man? Man, that song right there, Feel Me Flow, that's probably one of my top five favorite hip-hop songs of all time. Um, I, I love that song. I play it all the time, especially... If I'm kind of down and out and not really in the best of moods, man, that's one of my go-to tracks. You know, maybe that and some Bob Marley, some Bill Withers. You know, it really just all depends. But those are usually kind of the the go-to tracks to kind of put me in a good mood and everything like that. And uh, with that being said, as far as moods and everything else, um, moving on here with the Leisure Larry's podcast. Uh, for this segment, real quick, I want to talk about the hashtag speaking out movement uh, that has happened in the realms of pro wrestling uh, over the past uh, week or so. And uh, I, I honestly want to commend and really applaud um, everyone, women and men that have been speaking out about the uh, injustices that have been happening and plaguing pro wrestling for so long. And not just from inside the locker room as far as roster members or, you know, uh, wrestlers and everything like that, but also, like, from fans and things of that nature. And, and, and you know, I can tell you this. It's really... Man, there, there was a lot of stuff uh, that was really hard to read. Uh, really, really was. And, you know, there are things... Uh, that in pro wrestling that a lot of there's a lot of toxicity in pro wrestling. Um, but it doesn't mean that pro wrestling itself is bad in my opinion. Um, it's just, unfortunately there have been some things that have been created from decades and decades ago, as far as how business can be ran and things that can influence certain individuals. And it, it's kind of grown into a life of its own in a lot of cases. And, um, you know, there's a lot of horror stories. You can go on any shoot interviews and things of that nature and kind of listen to people talk about, you know, a lot of different bad deals or bad relationships or things of that nature that have happened in pro wrestling. And it was always such a shame. It was always such a like a downside to stuff. And then there was that constant cliche saying that I've heard for so long coming up in the business of, uh, well, you know, that's just the way it is sometimes, you know, that's, that's just pro wrestling. And to me, I never really fully got that. I always just like shook my head at that. Cause I'm like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, it doesn't at all. And, you know, as far as the sexual harassment 
cases go that everybody's been hearing from like Joy Ryan and, and David Starr and, you know, a lot of different athletes and people from all different companies. I mean, it's 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 the independence since WWE, it's impact. It's, um, you know, I, I know there was a lot of cases over in the UK about a lot of different things. And it's it's very it was very heartbreaking, very sad. In fact, um, you know, getting on uh, getting on Twitter uh, especially over like the past week, man, I, like as soon as like my thumb would hit the, uh, you know, would hit the icon on my phone, um, man, my heart would just start to sink. Cause I was like, man, what's, what's going to happen now? You know what I mean? And w- with all the bad that has been brought to surface and brought to light, um, all I know is that there's going to be some good that's going to come out of this and it's a necessary, uh, change that needs to be made inside pro wrestling and it's also unfortunate that people from the outside looking in that aren't a part of the business or let's say that they're you know good wholesome fans that just genuinely love the product they love to be entertained by pro wrestling that they pretty much had doors wide open to this and see how a lot of these things are uh i could tell you for me personally uh i've, I've never done anything that would even come close uh, to any kind of like harassment or, or uh, unfortunate events that unfortunately so many uh, women and men have had to deal with. But, you know, um, I have heard rumblings. I would hear rumors. I would, you know, you'd always hear stories. It'd be the, you know, part of the uh, quote unquote talking shop that you would, uh, you know, pretty much have conversations with people after shows. You know, you go out and you either get a drink or y'all go to IHOP or Waffle House or whatever. Shout out the Waffle House. <laughs> I've been to Waffle House in a minute, but uh, anyways, other than that, um, you know, you, you would hear these things and, you know, it would always just be like, you know, it was always just such an unfortunate thing and an uncomfortable thing to deal with because it's like, well, what do you do? You know, because it, it just seemed like there was so much of it. And like for me, I, I always, as best I could, especially over the past couple of years, have really kind of uh, tuned out and not really put too much focus on a lot of these different rumors and stuff about, you know, if so-and-so is with so-and-so or so-and-so is doing this with so-and-so and everything like that, because it was none of my business. Um, and I didn't want to poke my nose into business and things like that. But also at the same time, looking back on it, I do feel slightly guilty that if there was a way that I could have spoken up, if there was a way that I could have took more action into setting paradigms or setting certain standards of, hey, that type of behavior, that type of attitude – uh, those type of actions are definitely not called for in pro wrestling or in life. I mean, talking to somebody that you're not of age in a sexual inappropriate manner. I mean, that that to me, that just doesn't fly with me. And I, I'll tell you this. It, it's been tough for me to hear these things from so many different people, but also hear these things from individuals that I've known personally and traveled the roads with and shared hotel rooms with and invited into my home and I've been into their home uh, for so many years and it, it, it was really tough for certain individuals that I've heard about and some stories I've I've never heard um, and once again people that would date inside the business and stuff like that it was none of my business as long as they weren't hurting themselves or hurting anyone else or putting drama into the locker room. Uh, then, you know, I always stayed out of it. Uh, but um, it was really heartbreaking to hear certain individuals that I've known that I've considered friends um, 
do things that were just so like it was, it was just the biggest shocking blow that you would just hear of just going what you know like you just couldn't you couldn't believe it and um i know a lot of people have spoken up about it in fact a good buddy of mine he wrestles as moonshine mantel his real name is ryan um you know he he made a very touching video about uh his unfortunate circumstance that happened when he was younger about being sexually harassed sexually abused and how this speaking out movement has really um really affected him and uh you know how it's affected him and how he's dealt with it his whole life and you know knowing what people women and men that have gone through this more so the women uh, that have unfortunately dealt with these situations because, you know, a lot of people can go back and forth on the opinions of, of women in pro wrestling, but all in all, it, there should be no question that they deserve uh, everyone's respect and they should be treated like ladies regardless of what you think or how they dress in the ring and everything like that. Um, I, I do know that some women, you know, that they don't mind showing their body off and I don't think they should be ashamed of it. Um, but, you know, there's also different sides of different stories on things and what have you. And I know a lot of people go back and forth on things. But nonetheless, you should always be a pro. And there's always been uh, this unfortunate thing to where pro, res uh, pro wrestlers aren't professional. It's a, it's a sad truth. But I feel like with the speaking out movement and everything, I think that's the truth that needs to be changed. I think that's a truth and a limitation that needs to be broken and changed to where we need a lot more professionalism. We need a lot more policing the business to where there's no reason that any woman or man should walk into a locker room and feel uncomfortable, should feel like, uh, I wonder if anybody's going to try and flirt with me today because I'm wearing spandex to perform in or things of that nature, you know? And I know I've always done my part with the ladies in wrestling that I've never ever taken advantage of uh, of any lady in wrestling uh you know I've always treated women with the utmost respect in, in pro wrestling and you know and never you know shot them late night messages at three o'clock in the morning of just different things and stuff like that because you know it's it's one of those things that you kind of you kind of know what you're getting into uh you know if you're doing certain things like that or you know talking to somebody um, that's, uh, really outside your age bracket. And, um, you know, it was, it's such an unfortunate thing, but once again, it's, it is a, it is a, um, uh, evil that has been put in a spotlight for us to change, for us to correct, for us to get better. And for the individuals that I know, um, that have done the inappropriate acts that have done things that a lot of people have pretty much uh, outcasted them and pretty much, um, you know, voiced their opinion and very strongly, and rightfully so. Um, I feel like if you've done something wrong, that you need to have accountability for that. And you need to know that for every cause, there's an effect. And I try and live my life by that every single day. Uh, I'm I I feel like if anyone needs to take uh, from uh, many lessons over this hashtag speaking out movement and in, inside pro wrestling, uh, if anybody needs to take a lesson, is that karma is very real, and that it 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 pertains to everyone. And I'm and I'm very fortunate to live in a time to where karma has been shown. Uh, to where it's affected in pro wrestling. And for the people that I know personally 
that have done inappropriate things, that have been called out for it, that have, you know, taken accountability for it. Um, I do not hate you. Um, I really believe you can't fight hate with more hate and you can't fight judgment with more judgment. What I will say is that I really strongly believe that you need help and encourage you to get that help and to get better because I do believe that, you know, there's, I do believe in, uh, in people getting second chances and things of that nature. It doesn't justify or condone what they did because once again, what they did was wrong and they should, you know, the justice should be served and should be, and they should be held accountable for that. Also at the same time, I'm not going to sit there and and try and be like that, you know, they need to be eradicated. They need to be, you know, they need to be, you know, tossed into hellfires and things of that nature. What they need is help uh, because just like racism in this country, uh, it's taught. You're not born with it. And these actions, these inappropriate mindsets, the sexual harassment, the sexual predator mindset, uh, those things have been taught. You're not born with it. And. If you've been taught into those things, you can be taught out of those things. So uh, for the individuals that I know, and um, you know, I won't mention any names or anything like that because obviously the people know or should know who I'm talking about inside Texas wrestling and, of course, independent wrestling, pro wrestling in general. Um, I, I just wish you to get help. Um, I really hope that you improve out of this. Uh, hold accountable or be accountable for your actions, and um, hopefully uh, you can just be a better person from this. For everybody that's been affected by this, that's had uh, horrible, horrible uh, experiences with this, uh, I am very sorry for you. Um, I, I have the deepest sympathy and respect for you, and as far as all ladies and men out there, uh, you have nothing to worry about with me. Uh, I would never inappropriately talk to anyone or anything like that. And God knows I've said some, <laughs> I've said some dumb things in my career and different conversations and stuff like that, but nothing that would ever make me, um, you know, get canceled, I guess, if that's the strong buzzword that's going around and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate once again, everyone speaking out during this hashtag speaking out movement. That's very necessary. And once again, um, I feel like this is the change that is needed to where when this pandemic is eradicated and we can get back to having live events in front of fans and do what we love inside the squared circle all over the world, I feel like that pro wrestling now is just going to be that much better now that we have uh, spotlighted a lot of injustices and uh, wrong attitudes and actions that have plagued wrestling for so many years. And I promise to be more of a leader and uh, be more of a... Um, a representation of how someone can learn and adapt and uh, be a better example for people to um, on just how to condone themselves and treat themselves, uh, whether it's inside a locker room or outside a locker room. And um, once again, I appreciate everybody for speaking out. So with that being said, I'm going to take our second and final break here on the Leisure and Larry's podcast, and we'll be right back.
It just hits right. It just always hits right. Welcome back. Final break uh, is in the books. Final segment here on episode eight of the Leisure and Lariats podcast. I appreciate everyone listening so far. Now it's time to talk about. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus. Coronavirus. I'm telling you, shit is real. Yeah, man. Um, wow. What? <laughs> What a week. And, you know, I'll say this. I'm not trying to be insensitive or anything like that because this is a very serious thing. And and I'm going to be talking very serious about this. But I just want everybody to know that as of right now, I am okay. But, yes, I do have and I've been tested positive from two tests of COVID-19. So, yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, I basically made a Facebook video um, yesterday as I as I record this and everything like that because I'm basically recording this very early Friday morning, um, you know, just getting everything in order and I had a lot of people reach out. And thank you so much for everybody that's been reaching out to me. Um, really felt love and everything. And I, and I wasn't trying to, you know, put out this video for sympathy or anything like that. You know, I was, I, I was actually thinking like, well, fuck man, do I really need to, you know, make a video? And I want to say, Oh guys, I'll be okay. Don't worry. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to be like that, you know, and I'm not, you know, knocking anyone that does things like that. It's just, it's just not really my, my cup of tea, but also there's something inside that just kept telling me, cause I really believe in my intuition and it really, you know, going going with my heart on things more than my brain, and my heart was just telling me that you know a lot of people really needed to have more awareness in what's going on with the pandemic, especially uh, here in the Houston area uh, where I'm located. Um, you know, and inside Texas to where the spikes are going up, hospital beds are being overrun. Um, regardless of what you think or the government or media and everything, uh, the hospitals are being overran. A lot of beds and a lot of things are being taken care of. It's getting to the point to where Houston is now at the same level of um, overrun hospitalizations and things of that nature, just like how New York was during the first strike of the pandemic just a few months ago. And it's something very serious. And uh, with me, um, you know, basically through the time frame, timetable of this, um, you know, I, I work a day job outside of pro wrestling, and it's been a wonderful day job. And, uh, you know, I've had two employees uh, that, you know, that travel a lot for the job. And, you know, I travel every now and then. I, I haven't been traveling as much. 
uh, ever since the pandemic and even before it and everything like that. But I've had two employees that I worked with that have been traveling and things of that nature and found out uh, that they've been having some symptoms uh, of COVID-19. And I haven't really been around them too much, but when I was, before they developed the symptoms, uh, I was around them briefly to where even though social distancing and everything like that, I was still around six feet away from them. Uh, I didn't have my mask on for that brief of time and they didn't either. And, um, and then, uh, once they pretty much went to go travel again, their symptoms kept developing, kept developing. And then they took off of work as a safety precaution, things of that nature, obviously. And then came to find out that they both tested positive for coronavirus. And while I found out I was traveling, I traveled, uh, last week, to Pampa and Borger, Texas, which is right outside of Amarillo. Shout out to West Texas A&M, baby. <laughs> Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, so I was out there in my old stomping grounds in college and everything, doing some work out there. Uh, and then I traveled to Dallas that uh, that Friday night and spent the night uh, at a double tree inside of Dallas, Texas, which if anybody knows how I feel about Dallas, it's the last place I want to be. Huh? Huh? You get that? Oh, yeah. Huh? You get that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I could have had like the little sound effect, but oh well. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I stayed at the Double Tree. Thank God I didn't run into anybody or anything like that. Because usually when I come into Dallas, man, I like to catch up with a lot of buddies or, if, you know, wrestling a show or whatever. I know Texoma Pro was out doing a, doing a show. Uh, during that time, but luckily I wasn't able to meet up with anyone or anything like that, and I started having symptoms. It started coming up as a, as a congestion, you know, to where, like, I felt like a little tickle in my throat, but nothing sore, and, uh, you know, my nose was starting to get stuffed up, and for me, um, the way that I am is that I, I, don't, I don't ever really get sick. Like, it's very rare for me to get sick, and I might get sick maybe once or twice at most a year. Like, I, I do not get sick at all. And um, I am not going to lie. I am not the uh, greatest person to be around when I get sick. Uh, I actually wish I was more of a man of it. Now you're a man! Yeah, so I wish I, <laughs> I wish I was a little tougher, but hey, nonetheless, I think I blame it on my mother that coddled me through all the years and everything like that. So I, I don't take being sick very well and everything like that. But anyways, uh, I started having these symptoms on Friday, and then I woke up Saturday morning to travel back to Houston, um, and man, I felt like shit. I mean, it was bad. Uh, I was highly irritable, which was very weird. And this is one of the reasons why I don't take being sick very well. I was highly irritable. I remember being in the shower of the hotel and I just was like saying things out loud, like all this pent up anger and aggression where I didn't even know it was like deeply embedded in me was just like surfacing up, you know, like Man, fuck, fuck this and blah, 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 and all this craziness. And it was just weird. Um, but you know, I, I tried to sleep it off again. I woke up, I got some food in my system. I started feeling a little better, really hydrating, pumping Tylenol into me, um, and everything like that. Uh, you know, the recommended dosages, I wasn't overdoing it or anything like that. 
and, you know, still wearing my mask, sanitizing and everything like that. And then uh, checked out. Luckily, wasn't around anybody and then drove straight back to Houston. And then I got into my apartment and basically have been quarantined because I was going to meet up with some buddies to work out. But I just I felt like I was like, man, you know, with everything going on and, and you know, rises of everything, I'm, I might want to play this safe and not be around anybody as best I can and everything like that. And uh, yeah, so I did that and I took a test. Uh, on Monday, because since my work reached out to me, my uh, supervisor reached out to me and told me uh, that two co-workers were uh, tested positive, that, uh, hey, we'll uh, do a test on Monday, we'll take care of it, we'll pay for it, everything like that, and then uh, I found that since I'm a Galveston County resident, there was free testing at UTMB, and I took that test on Wednesday. Both tests were anywhere between 24 to a 72-hour turnaround. Uh, I both got uh, I got test one in 48 hours, and then I got the second test in 24 hours, and both of them came back positive. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been interesting to know that I have the coronavirus. Um, there was also a case too to where um, before I traveled and everything like that. Apparently, there was somebody around me, um, and and I won't say where and everything like that until it's announced and everything like that. But um, there was someone that was there that I was around that apparently had it, didn't know they had it or anything like that, didn't have any symptoms or anything, and they were around me and others. And uh, nobody was wearing masks or anything like that. And so that could be the second instance of where that happened because exactly two days later as I was around this suspected individual that had it, unfortunately, uh, that's when the develop the symptoms developed. So my guess is I got it from the second case rather than the two co-workers of mine I would I would pretty much lean towards more of that but other than that yeah that's where I'm at right now um I I put that Facebook out uh video out just to let people know that guys wear your mask if anything wear your mask I can't stress this enough um and I'm also saying go out and get tested um especially if you feel like you have a symptom or if you know people, you know me, if you're probably listening to this, you know someone that's been tested positive for it. My good buddy uh, Yule, uh, who wrestles his killer cash on the independent scene, uh, he unfortunately has the coronavirus as well. And he's been through some down times. And I put a link to his PayPal on my social media on Facebook. And when I made the video on Facebook, there's a link uh, there as well. He's going through uh, some tough times. So if anybody can reach out and there's anything to give, it's very much appreciated. It's, you know, it's definitely no peer pressure or anything like that. Uh, I don't need anything. I'm very thankful that I have a job that is financially compensating for me until my quarantine is up and I am good to go to come back to work and be around people. And I'm very thankful for that. So, um, you know, I really appreciate that and everything. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, I feel fine. I'll be honest with you. My symptoms have been because a lot of people have been asking me how I've been feeling, what, 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 what is going on, this of that nature. And I told them that the only thing that I have is I have no sense of taste and no sense of smell, like at all. Like when I, when I eat food, uh, I can taste the texture. Um, I can taste like kind of like, you know, the meat texture or if there's something very sugary, I can feel the sugar, things of that nature. But when it comes to flavor, there's absolutely 
none. There's none of it whatsoever. And then as far as smell goes, which really, really is interesting to me. I mean, I can't smell anything. Um, I went ahead and tested this by, uh, I have apple cider vinegar in my home and I usually in the mornings I'll try and drink a glass of apple cider vinegar with some water. And if I have some lemon juice, I'll squirt a little lemon juice in there, uh, just for the health effects and everything like that. And, uh, I drank the apple cider vinegar, couldn't smell it, couldn't taste it. I even took a giant whiff of the apple cider vinegar, which if anybody knows about apple cider vinegar, it's got a very potent, strong smell to it and uh, couldn't smell anything, nothing. And uh, when I tasted it, I felt the, um, I guess you could say the burn feeling of the vinegar part of the vinegar uh, content. But other than that, like I I didn't taste anything whatsoever, uh, which is very weird. But uh, yeah, so without the smell, it's interesting, but I can tell you it's kind of a blessing in disguise because I have a dog named Nala uh, in my home who I love very much, but that dog has the most atrocious farts on the planet and thank God I can't smell them. So she can just let the hounds out. No pun intended. (laughs) All pun intended, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, but uh, I I feel fine and I I know I'm going to get through this and everything like that. And I appreciate every, once again, everybody reaching out and, and checking on me and stuff like that. But uh, you know, once again, I was making that video and made that video to let people know where your masks uh, I got a good buddy of mine that's a police officer that said he's been around a lot of people with no masks and, and you know, and, and he doesn't wear a mask and it's a pain to wear and stuff like that. And I totally get it. I understand. I know there's a lot of controversy with media and the government and all this other stuff. Trust me, I get it. I understand. But uh, from my standpoint, the best things that I can tell you to, to prevent this is wear your mask as much as you possibly can social distance, sanitize your hands, sanitize your home. And if you have any symptoms or around anyone that might have symptoms or, you know, you think that, um, you know, you, you could get or what have you, because symptoms take two to 14 days to develop, um, go get tested. A lot of free tests. There's a lot of paid tests. Uh, I can tell you right now, those nose swabs are not the most comfortable thing on the planet, but nonetheless, very necessary and I am looking forward to getting out of this quarantine better, healthier, getting my sense of taste and smell back, and continuing to kick ass throughout the world. So with that being said... I think you should go home now, Devin. There's nothing going on, Stuart. You should go home. Guys, I appreciate you listening to episode eight of the Leisure and Lariats podcast. Uh, I will continue with updates. I know social media, I've kind of been off because usually I like to plug the next episode about two days in advance because I drop a new episode every single Friday uh, on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Overcast, uh, Radio Public, uh, Podbean, Anchor, you name it, I'm on it. I'm on more platforms, so uh, the reach is out and farther more than ever. And a uh, new episode every Friday, man, and I appreciate you guys coming on this journey with me as well. So next week, episode nine, I will make announcements of what the topics will be about, and I appreciate everyone that's reached out to me. I appreciate everyone that's been speaking out, making pro wrestling better. And with that being said... It's time to go home, guys. So be positive. Stay positive. Social distance. Wear your mask. 
Go out and get tested. Love you guys. Take care.